0: Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Now, today we've got a little bit of a different episode. Uh, Usually we'd have a preview on a Wednesday. Uh, There's no game this weekend. It's the international break. Everyone hates that. But in place of it, I've got a very, very special guest today. I've got, I was saying before we started recording, so many titles. Last season's Player of the Year uh, for Derby County Women. 100 games at Derby for the weekend. uh, Emily Joyce. How are you, Emily?
1: Really good, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, no problem at all. Thank you very much for coming on quite literally at the last minute. Um, very grateful for that. Um, so for people who are listening who who may not have kept up with the women's team in, in recent times, could you give a quick introduction to yourself and what sort of player you are?
1: Uh, yeah, so I've been at the club. I think this is my sixth season now. Um, so I'm a central midfielder. Um, In my first season, I actually won um, fans play over the season. And then, unfortunately, literally on the second to last game of the season, I ruptured my ACL. Um, So, missed out on kind of the next season. And then that's when COVID hit anyway. So, it kind of gave me that time to kind of get back after that. And then, yeah, um, kind of been like really lucky, obviously, to have got my 100th appearance um, on Sunday. Um, And I just find myself, like, um, pride myself on kind of, being in that squad and always giving myself like a seven out of ten, um, priding myself on that. To really uh, every performance, just turning up and giving everything that I've got for the shirt.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what fans want to see, isn't it? Um, players turn up and giving everything. Um, I mean, to to touch on last season, uh, pretty pretty decent season. Um, how, I mean, you won Player of the Year, so you must have done something right. How do you think it went?
1: Um, so as a collective, like it was a really enjoyable season. I think we had a great group of girls. We'll still do now. Um, a lot of young players. So I've spoken on a lot of interviews saying that felt like a senior player. At, I think oh, well, I was 23 then, 24 now. But you do, you kind of had to come into your own a bit and take a bit of like, leadership role on. Um, and then, yeah, just as personally, just think again, like I've already said, kind of that consistency throughout the season. Um, I pride myself on like always making sure every performance, no matter if it's not my best game, like you'll still go out of and go oh, She worked hard. Um, so, yeah, it was a really good season for me personally and as a collective to get forth with kind of what had happened during pre-season with not having the best se- um, pre-season start and then starts the season as well. We kind of went on a great run after Christmas and I think that kind of just shot us up the table from there. And yeah, it just felt like a really positive season um, to build on for this season.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I remember that run. I, I went to pretty much every every home game on that run. I remember Amy Sims scoring goals left, right, and centre. <laughs> I don't think she could stop at the time. So yeah, that was that was definitely good to see. I mean, we've both mentioned already a hundred games at Derby, and, and what a game to do it in Nottingham Forest at the City Ground. You went there, two-one win. Talk me through it. How are you feeling all the way through?
1: Yeah, I think we just. I think I said in um, the Rams TV interview, like. Literally, we just kind of had this feeling like we were going into it. We're the underdogs. We were going to like take it to them. And I think it just showed in that first 10 minutes, we just were at them. Uh, I don't think they knew what to do with us and they didn't expect it. And then two quick goals. And that was kind of it. And then I thought the first half, they just had like nothing really. And unfortunately, obviously giving away the penalty. And then they're always going to come out second half and really come at us. But we just held out really well. And... Yeah, just so happy. I think everyone shows in all the videos that have come out how buzzing we all were. And I think now it's kind of, it wasn't just the win for against Forest, though, it was just that's what we've been waiting for this season. I think we've had a few unlucky results um, and maybe not played as well as we could. So that was kind of for the staff on Sunday as well to just show, you know, uh, we're doing this for you. And um, hopefully now we can kick on. We've almost got three games in a week. Uh, Stoke on tomorrow and uh, Huddersfield on Sunday so really a quick turnaround for tomorrow and hopefully we can um, kind of take this momentum with us
0: Yeah, the this re- episode will come out tomorrow so anyone that's listening now uh, the Stoke game is probably in about an hour's time so get yourself down to uh, Mickleover Sports and, and support the girls if you can um, and and I mean, let's, let's go back to the start of that Forest game, it's only a couple of minutes in you get that early goal, how does it affect the team when you score so early on?
1: I don't think any of us probably realised how early on it was, but it just felt brilliant and it was like just the best thing because obviously it silenced their fans as well, they went pretty quiet after that and then like not long after that, what was it, like 10 minutes after that, not even that, then you get the second and I think it was just like, we just felt in control then, like I say, I think if penalty hadn't been awarded I still think it would have been 2-0 going in at half time and then it would have felt even we would have felt even more confident then going into the second half but I think we just knew everyone knew their job role and we knew that we had fresh legs on the bench so we were going to give it everything and if we needed they'd come on and yeah everything just fell into place I mean they did we were lucky towards the end they had a few chances but at the same time I think we could have taken a few of ours as well so yeah just so happy to get the win.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised, and I mean, one of the things I enjoyed, I'm sure you enjoyed it out on the pitch as well, was every time a goal went in, the booze from the home end <laughs> is it, how, how does it feel as a player to play in that sort of environment?
1: I found it weird because I didn't probably actually realize how much they were actually booing um during the match i remember one point when they were like one of the fans was like don't give it back to her i think one of our players was going to get the ball for a throw in and i probably didn't realize how kind of hostile it was for us really having to play under it but like i say i think that just that's what the uh two goals quick goals did for us it just gave us that confidence and then yeah like i say i just blocked it out i think um at the end of the match they were booing but i think we were too busy celebrating that we didn't even hear the boos so yeah like i say um, amazing to play in front of 6,000 fans even if a lot of them aren't our own. It was still an amazing experience and obviously they've got the record now for the top attendance so I suppose now we're hoping that we can better that um, hopefully when they come to us at Pride Park next year probably.
0: Yeah, I was at the game last year um at Pride Park, and even though the result wasn't great, the atmosphere and the actual occasion was really good. I mean, I, I played at Pride Park in front of about 10 and it was amazing. I'll remember it for the rest of my life. I mean, how does it feel to play in front of a, a decent crowd at such a big stadium?
1: Yeah, well, like myself and Aim, obviously are Derby Derby County fans, like Derby County for and through. So for us, I don't think anything like is better than that, really, like representing Derby. Um, and then the crowds that we're getting is just brilliant. And then at the end of matches now, the amount of girls that want signatures um, and want pictures and just inspiring that next generation. So I think it's not just about playing now. It's about what you're doing off the pitch to help others um, for like future future Derby stars.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I guess... Um... You, you you mentioned earlier that there's a, there's a lot of young players in this team. I mean, I think Millie Jenkins is probably the the standout for me from when I was seen, although a tackle on uh, on Sunday I'd describe as interesting. <laughs> um, but, I mean, how does it feel, sort of, you've been in, in and around the club for, what, six years, as you said. How does it feel to see so many young players coming through and sort of growing into the first team?
1: Yeah, it's really good to see. I think it just gives all girls within the academy that... Um, that kind of realisation that they can do it. I mean, we've got Marley, Mill, um, obviously Izzy Sheridan as well, who um, has come up. So there's been lots of opportunities and it just gives that pathway for girls that there is there is um, that pathway for them. And like a lot of the girls have just taken an opportunity, like Marle's done brilliantly. Mill on Sunday obviously had a brilliant match to start with and just due to the yellow card, that would have been the only reason she came off. Um, if not, she would have been still on that pitch because. She was brilliant and gave us that kind of threat down that right hand side. So, no, I think they really add to the um, add to the, uh, the squad. And sometimes they're having a conversation. I'm like, God, I am old now. Like they're talking about <laughs> they're talking about school and all this. And I'm there like, God, I'm a bit old now. I'm teaching some of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. I'm I'm 25 and there's some apprentices at work and they make me feel about. 2500 with some of the stuff <laughs> they're talking about so yeah i completely understand that one um but but just to go back to the game i mean you're 2 nil up you've scored two goals i think it's two within 10 minutes how does that affect you throughout the game because i can imagine that you know as as time goes on that pressure builds and builds
1: yeah well i mean Al had a really good chance as well Um, not that long after the two goals as well. And we could have even been 3-0. That would have been, obviously, that would have just been amazing. But we definitely had lots of chances. And I think, like I say, in the first half, definitely there wasn't many chances for them. So we just took that confidence throughout. And we kept, we probably, I thought we kind of managed the game really well as a team. That's maybe something we've not done as well in the past. But we knew when we needed to have little breaks. And we knew when we needed to come in together and chat to each other. And like I say, everyone just kind of knew their roles to a T, what they needed to do. Uh, like, Wards comes on the pitch and was brilliant as well. Kira comes on at the end and so does um, so does Bex. And both of them just know that they need to keep possession of that ball and take up the pitch. And obviously, Kira, with her <laughs> dribbling, just got us like, that was just the kind of release of pressure that we needed. And Bex to the same as well. So, I think everyone just knew the game plan like i say knew their roles and it was just i think everyone just felt really confident going into sunday and then going in at half time and playing how we would played you know like we were just we were just so happy and we just took that into the second half and really in the end it was just kind of the spirit um to get us through um and not concede to get the to let them get the draw
0: yeah i mean you talk about going into the second half uh, and everything that happened there what happens at halftime? You're 2 1 up. You've just conceded just before halftime. You go into the dressing room. What's Sam Griffith saying to you? How is she getting you fired up? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I think to start off with, she was just so proud of us um, you know, saying how, you know, how well we'd done two goals and and obviously everyone expects it. She knew that they'd be coming out second half. I think we actually expected a change in formation, a change in personnel definitely as well. But we were quite shocked at that one when we went out that actually stuck to the same team. Um, which was interesting obviously for us because she kind of prepped us in case we needed to adapt for that but no it was just keep our heads so I'd actually I'd actually ran over to her because I was on a yellow card and I got it in the 17th minute so I was like I ran over to her and I was like you know I can keep my head you don't need to take me off the pitch I can keep <laughs> my head so like yeah just managing and obviously like understanding who was on the yellows as well I think it was just me at half time actually so just the kind of Addressing things like that, anything from set piece wise, bots, the um, our uh, set piece guru, so she was just like clearing up on any of that and yeah i think we were just prepped and ready to go out again just and attack for the second half just like we had the first so yeah like i say i just i think everything just kind of just clicked into place on sunday i feel like we've we've come close it's been like a 3-2 against liverpool feds 2-1 against wolves 1-0 against um, newcastle the other day and i just think this was just meant to be and we just played we just played really well and like i say this will just hopefully give us the confidence going into our next few games
0: yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, so the season so far, I mean, one, two, lost, three. And, and you've mentioned there pretty much every game's been really, really tight. There's been, you know, one or two goals in it. Um, how do you think it's gone so far?
1: Um, I think it's, it was obviously a tough start to the season getting Wolves at home to begin with. Obviously, someone who would be like wanting to be up there. Um, but we played, that was probably like the best game we've probably had. Like um, we were unlucky again not to kind of get anything from that game I know that Wolves just kind of sat back in that second half Um, and then kind of we go then to, I think we had Liverpool Feds where a very tight game, we were actually winning and it was just a lot of them were individual errors actually which was costing us Um, and then obviously Stourbridge we have that poor first half and then amazing second half, seven goals in a half so it's it's just been a bit inconsistent really, that's the word for it and then I think winning um winning last week at Doncaster Bells as well, different goal scorers, I think that then gave us a bit of confidence as well. Um, and then really we'd played well at Newcastle in our defensive display. Um, it was just a shame we couldn't really like get anything going forwards. So I think it was just we were just like looking to build, like none of us letting our dro- our heads drop, just knowing that we keep um training and Playing like we know we can, like um, we keep going back to pre-season because we had a really good preseason. Some games the way we pressed, so I think just making sure we kind of realise the levels that we should be at and avoid those obviously individual areas. And then like, and then like I say, I think just on Sunday it just clicked together. So I'm um, just hoping now that we can just continue this. Uh, we'll have a um, kind of analysis session tonight, I'm sure, and then go into Stoke. I think we're just the same. The same game plan and um, ready to hopefully get another three points and move up that league.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. And, and you mentioned their consistency. I mean, there quite a lot of, of new players came in over the summer. Do you think it's just taken a little bit of time for everyone to get to know each other, to understand each other's game?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like Anna's come in and has been brilliant in goal. Um, she had a brilliant match on um, Sunday as well. Uh, But I think she's done really well in goal. And then we've obviously had Stegs come in in the back line alongside um, Jacko. And I think, yeah, I think them two are really finding their feet now together as a kind of partnership. And then obviously Yaz up front and Al. um, And then also Maria. So we've got like quite a few new faces, but I don't think it's changed anything in the squad. I think we've still got a real good relationship with everyone. It's just... I think it was just kind of just understanding each other's games. Like I said, in pre-season, it just worked really well. And I think it's just maybe, well, just it just wasn't working at some points during the games. And like I said, in individual error you can do everything right in the game and someone gives away um, a goal for you and you can't you can't do anything about that. So, yeah, I feel like now coming together a bit more, but like I say, in the dressing room, we're all really together and... Um, hopefully now we can start to kick on and kind of use this momentum
0: yeah and you've talked about individual errors how does how does it affect the team when when someone makes a mistake obviously it happens at every single level when when a player makes a mistake especially if it's late in the game and and it costs you points or you know costs you a win uh, how does the team react to that and, and how does it affect the dressing room
1: I think it's just getting getting a hand around the player who's um, made the mistake, making sure, you know, it's it's like ultimately, like, yeah, it's an individual error, but there's probably ways we could have stopped it before then as well. So we're doing a lot, making sure we're doing a lot of analysis this year as well. And, you know, that might have been an individual error that cost us the goal, but there may have been another time when someone else was lucky that we didn't concede. So we're making sure in our analysis sessions that we're kind of picking on other and then and finer details. In particular, our set pieces—that's something we're really looking at to make sure we're not conceding through them. And then, yeah, I think the most important thing, like Mill on Sunday, like she'd done a brilliant tackle. Was just unfortunate that she obviously gave the penalty away. But again, everyone goes over to her and make sure she's okay. Gets her head up. And then we move on to the next thing, and um, I think sometimes it's just it's just part of football, isn't it? Everyone makes yeah. mistakes, even at the highest level, and it's sometimes just like kind of knowing what how you can learn from that for the next game. Like I do it, everyone does it, and um, so it's just kind of making sure that we stick together. I think sometimes as well, we even we tried to get like if the if the goal has gone in, kind of getting back together and kind of readdressing what we need to do in the game and um, to kind of get our heads back on it and then going forward into the game we've got a bit more of a clearer picture instead of our all our heads dropping and then maybe another goal going in.
0: Yeah as, as you said mentality is really important isn't it and, and it sounds like everyone's sort of pulling in the same way which is really really great to hear um, and I just want to ask you about I guess the, the club in general I mean It's what, I I don't know how long it's been. Has it been a year since the the club and, well, the women's team and the men's team officially sort of merged together, became one entity. You've been training at Moor Farm, which I'm sure must be amazing. Um, How has it changed at the club since, you know, the moment you came in to this moment now?
1: Yeah, like so much. Um, Obviously, we were training at Moor Farm when I first started, but the amount of facilities we've got now is just so much better. Obviously gone to three times a week um training. And uh, we've got like um it's really good because we've got our S coach who's now like linked with the men. So we're kind of making sure that we're getting our like GPS is all getting um analysed and it's all ready for us, ready for training and games. So that's just another level um to that as well. Um, obviously like lots of different coaches have come and gone over the years, but um obviously different people with different um, specialties that are helping the team. Um, and then obviously Micklover over the years, the grass pitch going to the 3G pitch, and that's just um, a really good home ground for us now that we really like like to think as a bit of a fortress and try to make it that. Um, and then obviously uh, the fact that we've got the hub as well, at like the training centre too, uh, which is like our little home that we do our analysis in. Um, have um, to go and see the physio there and that's obviously Sam's little base where she can talk to players in as well so it's like nice because that's our kind of where we go that's our kind of home when we get to training and then I think just as a club like David Klaus coming to matches same as Stephen Pierce. I don't think you'd get that in many other clubs people mm. coming to watch so it feels like a real togetherness there um, and then obviously Um, being able to play on Pride Park as well like hopefully something we could do more often but obviously making sure every year we're on there as part of the um Forest match is really good so yeah lots of changes when I think about some of the things over the years it has changed a lot and for the better so yeah really good
0: yeah, that, that is really good to hear. And, yeah, you need to beat Forest at Pride Park this year. It needs to happen.
1: <laughs> definitely need to get the double this
0: year. <laughs> yeah, I think there the, the, the should be a women's equivalent of the Brian Clough trophy. It seems, there seems strange there isn't yet. Um, yeah, that's that's one to definitely think about. Um, and one final question. I've seen it come up quite a lot. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned you guys train, you know, three times a week. Um, balancing that with... with Other jobs as well. How do you find that, and and how do you strike the balance between football and non-football activities?
1: Yeah, it's hard because, like I was saying about the younger girls, like some of them are obviously still in school. We've got some at university, and then the kind of like like I like to say the kind of older ones of us with our like full-time jobs. So for me, um, I'm a PE teacher, so trying to get it. So you know, I come home and kind of have a bit of time to actually switch off before I then go to football. Because even though three nights a week doesn't sound like loads, but obviously in between coming home and then from work and then going straight off, it doesn't leave a lot of time, obviously, to prepare yourself for the next day. And then with a kind of a whole Sunday gone, free football um, as well, it kind of doesn't leave a lot of time. So it's just about being organised. and I try and always kind of leave time on like a Saturday to kind of at least have a bit of a chill. Um and then obviously a Friday evening is kind of a nice time as well. And, you know, your Mondays for your recovery. So, yeah, I've just had to kind of over the last few weeks, especially because obviously this is kind of new with our new training programme, to just kind of make sure i am got to put myself first sometimes and making sure I've got time to um, recover properly um, and have that correct balance between football and, and work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it's difficult. Three times, like you say, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it can soon build up, can't it? Um, so, right, Lemley, thank you so much for coming on, uh, especially, as I said at the start, a really, really short notice. Um, one final thing from you, are you beating Stoke tomorrow?
1: Definitely.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Love to hear it. So yeah, thank you very much, Emily, for coming on. Uh Thank you so much to everyone who's listened. Get yourselves down to Michelover Sports. Still call it the Don Amor Arena then. I don't know if it's still yeah. called that. Is it still called that? I don't even know. I think they
1: do. Yeah, they do still call it that, I think. But yeah, we're just like Michelover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get yourselves down to Michelover. Support the girls um yeah there's gonna be a good run of form now i can tell i can sense it so yeah, yeah get yourself so. down um i'm sure i'll score tomorrow now so yeah,
1: so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> perfect so yeah thank you so much to everyone for listening and thank you so much amy for coming on
1: thank you for having me
0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans